I'll never understand why kids fight sleep. From the time they're born, when they are sleepy, they act the most aggravated. You know, when you're first born, you probably don't understand what that feeling is of being extremely tired. So you're trying to complain about it, whine about it, cry about it. But by the age one, two, and three, and four, and five, and six, and seven, when there's, you know, nap time is available to you, fighting sleep, it will never make sense. You're tired. You want to lay down. And your parents, God bless them, don't mind. They want you to go to sleep. Then why don't you just go to sleep? Why must you be bouncing off the walls, either acting extremely happy or extremely angry, all because you're tired? As an adult, I understand why we're angry when we're sleepy. Because we can't just go to bed anytime we feel like it. When adults are, are tired, they can be cranky. But it's understandable because they're not allowed to sleep. But you children, just go to sleep. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to make no announcement. You don't have to let us know that you're acting up because you're tired. Just go to sleep. Use your head. I know what you think. It's thinking like that that keeps the world the way it is. Especially when you're thinking of a master plan. Big Med. Tell us what's on your mind. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Mind of Med podcast. I'm your host, Big Med, episode three. Uh, man, we've made it. Three. Three consecutive weeks. I'm proud of myself. On today's show, I'm talking to my man, Roland Martin. Uh, you know, I don't know shit about politics, so he's going to school me on Kamala Harris and why we need to all chill when it comes to trying to find somebody to get Donald Trump out of the White House. And two, we're going to talk about whose fault is this for this government shutdown. Yeah, he yeah, he let me have it on that. And then the second person I'm talking to today is Yes, I'm Pretty V. Yeah, that's her name. Yes, I'm Pretty V on Instagram. She is an Instagram superstar. Uh, over 2 million followers. She's a comic. She's on Wild and Out. Um, and she is just a ball of energy. And I didn't know who the hell she was. But, you know, where I work at, I work at the radio station in Atlanta. You know, I meet a lot of people that I don't know who the hell they are because, you know, I live under a rock. And I just talk to them because I want to know why people like them so much. And I can really understand why people like Yes, I'm Pretty V. She's very funny and she really, really is entertaining. So I get to have a chance to talk to her and find out who she is, and what she is all about, and what does she expect for her future. But first, let me tell you what's on my mind. So on my day job, the Willie Moore Jr. Show, we started the GoFundMe page for government furloughed employees, you know, people who haven't been paid in over a month. And, um, you know, we raise funds to distribute to people who, who need help with their bills. Well, I got the job of going through the emails and picking out the recipients of uh, the money to be given out. And so people are sending, you know, all their information. I'm, I'm seeing pay stubs. I'm seeing, you know, badges, you know, IDs, and then the bills that they're sending. So this one guy, I won't say his name, he sends me uh, two bills. And like one is like a phone bill for like a hundred and something dollars. And another one is another, you know, small bill, total of like $315, right? And, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, this guy, because everyone, everyone else is asking for a total of over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, man, why? Why is this guy asking for so little? Man, I go look into his pay stub. This man make about no. OK, this man make ninety eight thousand dollars a year. And in my mind, I'm like, please, sir, why are you in here? Why are you emailing us? Now, I understand that no matter what lifestyle you live in you know at any at any time you could lose a paycheck it's gonna hurt you but i'm just saying if you're making ninety nine thousand dollars a year 
you should have a nice little savings fund. You know, come on, man. There's single mothers out here with four kids that don't make half what you make. And you asking for assistance for a phone bill? And you make $99,000 a year? Well, I guess when you're making $99,000 a year, that means he probably paid his mortgage already, probably paid his four car notes. So he's like, you know what? I paid all these other things off. You know, just give me give me a little help with this phone bill. This is the last thing I need to take care of, and I really don't want to miss no calls, <laughs> especially when I need to come back to work. But still, $99,000 a year, and you asking us for a little help. I just found that kind of funny. But speaking of the government shutdown and Senator Kamala Harris, who's running for president in 2020. I got my man, Roland Martin, on the line, and we're going to talk to him about all of that right now. Kamala Harris, let's get right into it. She is, um, said she's running for president of 2020. We kind of saw this happening when she won the Senate seat. I think people were already talking about her running in 2020. Um, but the minute she, ran, uh, she announced her, um, that she was going to run, you saw the New York op-ed piece about you know her progressive or non-progressive ways as an attorney general in California. Uh, what are your thoughts on just right. Kamala uh, running right now? It, it's no shock that you're going to have uh, you're going to have people immediately come after her because of her role as district attorney as well as attorney general. You have to keep in mind that um, that she is a formidable threat to other folks who are running. And uh, what you have here is you have folks who immediately came out and, you know, they were critical of other uh, candidates as well. And so there's going to be a, a clear vetting here of, of all the different candidates. So, for instance, if Vice President Joe Biden gets in, he's going to have to deal with uh, his uh, writing of the 1994 crime bill. He's already tried to preempt that uh, by stating on yesterday uh, at uh, Sharpton's uh, National Action Network MLK breakfast in D.C. that the that his vote for the crime bill was a mistake, and so you're going to see a lot of those things uh, that are happening. But I think, but but you know, and of course, uh, Senator Harris is going to have to break down, uh, you know, her career and explain those things. And the reality is, uh, you know, you're going to see this happen throughout the debates, things along those lines. Uh, but it's, I don't think it's somehow just, go, you know, coming out of the gate, it's going to just like stop her candidacy. Right. So, you know, we'll see it also how voters respond because remember, vo- voters are going to be assessing not only a person's past, but also their presence. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing. And you, we have, uh, something that's very, you know, that we don't haven't seen in a long time. The, we have what, eight people who have committed to run for, tw- for 2020 and we have four well, women. Well, we have that, but you, but you got. But first of all, you got to remember, you had you had more people who ran in two thousand eight. Uh, you had double that amount who ran for the Republican presidency, Republican nomination in two thousand sixteen. I know, so, but it's only January, so this thing can go crazy. But I think what I'm trying. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 not really. Not really. <laughs> you got. First of all, you, you got to remember. You got to remember. Okay. Um, Obama announced in February of 2007 uh-huh. that he was running for president. Hillary Clinton, by that time, had already uh, announced an exploratory uh, committee. That was in 2000. And that was 2007. Right. The difference that people need to understand now is that the old calendar was that the first primary was in the first caucus was in Iowa, the first primary was in New Hampshire. Well. Other states have moved up their primary. 
Oh, okay. So for instance, so for instance, early voting in the California primary will will be taking place before they vote in Iowa. So the calendar has been moved up. So if you are a candidate, you actually have to be early this time right. because it's going to be a lot earlier. It used to be you focused everything on Iowa. Well, here's the deal. You're now going to be having candidates who are making treks to California and other places where early voting has already began. And so it's going to be a much different schedule. So that's why you're seeing folks announce in January. But you're also seeing the unconventional announcement. Remember, Obama had a very large un- announcement rollout when he was in um, Springfield, Illinois. Right. Hillary Clinton had this huge uh, announcement rollout uh, in, even in 2015 in New York. Well, uh, Kamala, Senator Kamala Harris, she declares the presidency on Good Morning America. Right. Uh, you ha- and, so, and so it's a totally different game now because you don't need the big, big old-fashioned, you know, roll-up like you used to have. I mean, even uh, Castro, when he rolled, when he announced, it really was a low-key deal. It wasn't this huge groundswell uh, how I think was created. So that's what you're dealing with here. I think that there's a lot of people there. The question is, you know, because now we have four women who are, um, who are, you know, potentially going to be in the primaries. Um, the question is, who can take down Trump? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that, that's the. That's but you can't. But you, but, but, but you can't. See, here's this is what I need people to understand. I need. I need. First of all, I need everybody who wants to take down Trump to breathe. Right. First of all, this is why you have a primary. This is why people run. You don't know who will be the best candidate. Let me give you an example. 2016, the 2000, on the Republican side, conventional wisdom said the best two candidates who are likely going to secure the Republican nomination for president were going to be Tim Pawlenty, the governor of Minnesota, and Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin. Conventional wisdom said they were uh, they were moderate, hard right. They were governors from midwestern states, could appeal to different constituencies. Who were the first two people to drop out? Tim Pawlenty, right. and Scott Walker. Exactly. So a a long, grueling presidential primary tests the metal of candidates. And so what people should do is they should stop jumping, okay, uh, who, uh, who could be Trump? You don't know because you have to go through the primary. How do they build the campaign? How do they, how do they handle controversies? Uh, how do they deal with uh, media, folks pulling at them? That's a, a, camp, a presidential campaign tests every part of you, right. and that's what you're going to actually see happen. Uh, in this case as well. All right. You know, speaking of Trump, uh, we have this government shutdown going on. Um, the GOP, re- you know, released a proposal to end the shutdown, and the Democrats said uh, no. So at what point, you know, because I know everyone wants to blame Trump for this for this shutdown, but at what point do we just blame everybody for not coming together and making something work? Because you have people, 800,000 people who are not getting a paycheck. When does it become, yo, just Congress, you know, everybody in D.C., get this done? But when you say blame everyone, you don't blame everyone. We have Donald Trump on video saying, Chuck, I will own this shutdown. I will take uh, it. Will, it will be on me. Okay. The shutdown exists today because of one person, 
Donald Trump. Let me remind everybody, okay? The United States Senate voted unanimously 100 to 0. Let me say it again, 100 to 0 to, to fund the government before the shutdown. Vice President Pence told the senators that if you pass this, Trump will sign it. What then happened? Conservatives like Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh and Fox News blew up at Trump. Don't do it, don't do it. Trump then told the House, Speaker Paul Ryan, hey, y'all better put a, a wall funding in here. They passed a different bill. That's why we're at the standoff. Mm. This is not about everyone. The government shutdown is because of one person, Donald Trump. The government shutdown is because Donald Trump uh, can't handle being criticized by conservatives on Fox News, on conservative radio. That is the present-day reality. So, so, so for the Democrats, it's, it's best for them just to sit still and wait? Like, I, I think for, for, for everyone— Well, because it's— no, Go ahead. The, the Democrats—that's not, that's not true. Okay. What the Democrats have said—this is what the Democrats have said. Democrats have said, open the government, and what we will do is we will take up this issue afterwards. That's what he's saying. They said, Nancy Pelosi said, open the government, and then we will dis- discuss the issue of border security. But Donald Trump does not want to do that. The other reason you don't give in to a bully, and I understand that the government workers would be impacted, is that Donald Trump could do this again. Right. Oh, something else. I'm going to shut the government down. And so when you're in, in this position, you have to stand your ground and not give in to a bully. I got you. I definitely got you, man. Roland Martin, I appreciate you uh, uh, calling in. Uh, talk to me. What, what we got going on on Unfiltered this week, bro? The uh, digital show is going great. Everybody, uh, if you haven't seen it, you can go. You can catch Roland Martin Unfiltered uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Please see uh, it. Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Uh, what we what we have done with it is, man, we're averaging about 10 million views a month. But we also want folks to support what we do uh, because the stories that we cover, uh, the because of the, the things that we do. Like, for example, man, we streamed interviews with many of King's lieutenants, massive coverage on MLK Day, uh, more than 13 interviews. No black network, no cable network, no broadcast network has that level of coverage for MLK Day. That's what makes us different. So we want people to go to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, every dollar that folks join the Gears Star Club goes to uh, the building of the show. We got some great stuff lined up, man, in January and February, being on the road, traveling. And so we're excited about it. And, uh, and again, this is about, again, speaking to our own issues uh, and, and through our own filter and not having somebody else control our narrative. And as I always say, we also got to fund our freedom. Uh, we've got to, we got to be in that situation. And so go to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com if you want to support the show. Uh, and we're live 6 p.m. Eastern every single day. And then, of course, we restream the show multiple times over 24-hour period. Hey, Roland, real quick, man. Why don't – I know people are, are pulling at you to come back on network television or, and, and, and on cable. Why, why haven't – like, you know, why can't you do both? I'm sure you can. I'm yeah, sure you can get a yeah, show somewhere else. No, but he, but here's but here's well here's the deal though. Okay, one getting a show is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, um, that's also somebody else's decision, and so you're waiting on somebody else 
uh, to say, hey, you know, we're going to give you a show. Well, I'm not interested in waiting for somebody else to say we're going to give you a show. I'm going to take advantage of new technology. And here's the other piece, though. I own this show. Yes. Let me say it again. I own it. I control it. I determine where we go. So if so, if it's somebody else, you know, they are controlling it. They determine all of that. And so what I'm doing with this digital show, it's no different than what Frederick Douglass did when he created the North Star, what Robert Abbott did when he created uh, the Chicago Defender, what A.I. Scott did uh, creating the Atlanta Daily World. Uh, I'm saying all that because we have to stop waiting for somebody else to give us an opportunity. We've got to stop waiting for somebody else uh, to say, hey, I'm going to anoint you and provide that opportunity. No, we have the ability with new technology to create it for ourselves. The show that I'm doing today is no different than what I did the last four years with News One Now and what I did with Washington Watch. The difference is I, this show is now more mobile. I can take this show anywhere, anywhere at mm-hmm. any time, broadcast them anywhere. I'm also not locked into a schedule. You know, News One Now, we were only on 7 to 9 in the morning. People were like, hey, we're rolling. Uh, you know, why, why, why won't they re-air your show? Here's the other piece. I got a fan base in Canada, in the Caribbean, in Africa. In uh, the UK, and they couldn't they get couldn't it. Watch my show, but they couldn't watch my show before. Right now, they can. Yep. And so we now are able to. And in fact, I literally, and this is important, I have more people who watch my show now than who watched it when it was on television. <laughs> really? I got more. I got more people. And Man, so that really. And look, perfect example. What we did yesterday, no network would have done that. Right. No network would have said, oh, you're interviewing C.T. Vivian, Janona Clayton. You're interviewing uh, Reverend James Lawson, uh, Clarence Jones, MLK's attorney. Oh, wait a minute. You're interviewing Dorothy Cotton, the only woman who was in the inner circle of Dr. King. You're interviewing Bernice King, Martin Luther King III. You're interviewing Reverend Jackson, a- a- Ambassador Andrew Young, Juanita Abernathy, the, uh, the widow of Reverend Ralph Abernathy. We streamed about... 15 hours of content yesterday. No network would have said we're gonna we're gonna do that. Right. But having a digital platform allows me to do that, and that's why we're doing it. And so, look, if somebody wants if somebody wants to come along, wants to license my show, yo, we're game. Mm-hmm. We'll put it on television. But what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna wait for somebody to grant me permission. I'm gonna do it myself. And that's what we did by launching this in September. And that's why we're building this platform. Yes, sir, man. Roland Martin. Thank you so much, boss. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Make sure you follow and you watch Roland Martin Unfiltered, his digital show. Like, like I said, what he said about not waiting for somebody to offer you an opportunity to broadcast your voice. If you're in, if this is what you want to do, you know, and take the opportunity that you have now to create your own means, be mobile, do your own show. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this right now is because of seeing what Roland is doing with Unfiltered. I'm in here because I have an opportunity to do my own thing at my own time and be able to control my own content and bring it to you. So I believe that anybody that wants to broadcast their voice, that's why I think podcasts are so important. You know, any kind of digital content that you want to put out there, put out there. We have the technology. We have the opportunity to do it right now. Speaking of people doing it right now with digital content. I have to talk to this young lady. Her name is Yes, I'm Pretty V. This girl has over 2 million followers right now. And she is a wild and out. Now, she's not a wild and out girl. She's a wild and out comic. I didn't know who the hell she was. 
until I sat down with her at the break room at my job. So you're going to hear a lot of people in the background walking around and stuff like that. But don't worry about all that. Just listen to our conversation. It's me and Yes, I'm Pretty V. Check it out. So your name is? Yes, I'm Pretty V, but the my real name is Devana Eric So, but I go by Vina E. Instagram name is Yes, I'm Pretty V. Yes, I'm Pretty <laughs> V. So I go to look you up. I'm like... Oh, you like for real, for real. It's like for real, for real. Like you, you doing your thing, and I'm sitting here just like, how did I miss this? Like thing, thing, thing. <laughs> <laughs> like she bad, bad. Like right. it's a little thing, she thing, thing. She, she's bad. So t- <laughs> talk to me about how you got to where you are because you are on, you're on Wild and Out. Yes, you're a comedian. Because when yes. I first when someone told me you were Wild and Out, I'm like, oh, she's this one Wild and Out girl. Right, okay, right. she's cute. Yeah, that's right, great. Right, right, that, right, that's right. wonderful. No, 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 no. She's a comedian. I'm like. Oh, okay. Okay, right. And people are walking up to you like you're changing people's lives. Yes. You are, you are, you, are just funny. Yes. And and funny and cute sometimes don't go hand in hand. Look, come like, on now. Because usually funny comes from hurt of not being <laughs> cute and, right. being, and being hurt and everything exactly. like that. So to talk to me about how where you got your comedic style from and, and from when you were a kid coming up. Um. Well, for me, you know, I'm from Miami originally, um, born and raised, and I moved to South Carolina when I was um, going into high school, and then I went to um, college in um, and um, in in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I, you know, studied mass communication. Mm-hmm. I was doing radio. I had my own radio show called Yes, called Lounge Twenty Two. Um, we play a sexy, you know, smooth and R and B from the eighties, nineties, and today's, and we talk about relationship issues. Uh-huh. Then after that, um, I got a, um, a promotion um, internship working at V One Hundred Three, and then I stopped doing Here? In yeah Atlanta? in Atlanta, okay. yeah. And then I stopped doing that, and then I went to on a one point nine in Charlotte, okay. where I, I worked as promo promotion and promotion side. And then after that, I was just get, I got fired from mm-hmm. these jobs. And then after that, I worked at South Coast Music Group at a record label. And then I was working at um, a hotel, trying to figure everything out. And I was like, okay, God. What is it that I'm supposed to do? And, I, and and the thing about it, I was always joking around growing up. I was always roasting people. I was always in character. My favorite comedian is Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. So I was always studying him and watching Living Colors and just just watching these the, the, the Waynes brothers, just seeing how, you know, they was helping one another get on, you know? So I was like, okay, like, what is it? I know I'm funny. So my cousin, she um, was getting booked at the time. We were in Virginia. She was like, Vina, why don't you just go on Instagram and just start acting crazy? Like, right. prop that camera How up. How long ago was this? This was back in 2016. Got you. A couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't even, like, take it seriously, like, back then. Right. To th- last year, I was taking it seriously. And then I just started, like, like getting crazy on Instagram. Right. My first video that went viral, I was fighting myself in the street. I said, like, "Oh my god, let my hair go!" Like I have my uh-huh. hair yeah. in the street, and I see like <laughs> Baller Alert, Shade Room, TMZ, World Star repost. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like crazy!" Like I wasn't trying to do it. I was just like really being myself. Right. And then after that, that was cool for a little while. And then that's when the Pokemon was hyped back then. It was like, I guess they were coming out with some Pokemon game. Yeah. So they put me um, by Pokemon, me the Pokemon ball, like kidnapping me or something like that or doing something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then um, that happened. And then I got, you know, um, viral off that again. So it was like me fighting and then also the Pokemon mm-hmm. fighting me as well. And then after that, it just kept growing and growing and moving and moving. And then, Lid, you know, I auditioned for um, Wild and Out season nine. I didn't make it that time. Okay. Um, Nick, Nick Cannon, they, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick was was not playing with me season nine. Right. The producers was like, "Look, you got to get it together. We know you funny, RG, but bring it. Uh-huh. This is TV." So season eleven came around, and um, I auditioned, 
and I made it. Right. And so this is my third season. We just wrapped up in um, Atlanta, season 13. I okay. did season 12 in Atlanta, and then we did season 11 in New York. So, you know, it was just a, a dope experience. And after that, I had Rihanna reaching out to me to be a part of her, her Fenty Beauty campaign. And then, of course, BET. Talk to me, talk to me about that real quick. Uh, oh, the- about when it's like... You know, you're just you're just having fun on Instagram, right? Right. You're just having fun on Instagram. When did you start seeing your like followers kind of go crazy? Like when? Like when was that first time you're like, yo, this is right? Nuts. Um, I guess right after because I right after um you went viral. After I went, I went viral, but I came out with um, a song called "I Got Hair and Clean Underwears." Look at my hang time. <laughs> I'm bad. I've right? never heard of you yes. before and today. I this was, is crazy. Right, and I was. In my bathroom, because I, I do promo for different uh-huh. companies. So it was a hair oil that I was promoting. Okay. And I was like, she was like, Vina, we need a skit from you. And I was like, oh, my God, let me do something. Because I do um, skits behind music, like right. instrumentals and whatever. So I was like, I'm going to put on LL Cool J. Um, I need love. And I was like, I got hair <laughs> <laughs> and clean underwear. Ooh, look at my hang time. So after that, that's when it just started going. You right. know, it just started moving. It just everything just started happening and I just seen so many celebrities under my posts people reaching out to do mm-hmm. so much things um, I was Justin Quavo's um, music video that he just shot um, in LA so that was dope so, so and then that's what I want to go back to right. like, so when was like the first time somebody like, a celebrity reached out to you you were like this is real like it's right. not just I'm, I'm insta-famous. It's like these famous people are recognizing what I'm doing. Right. You know what's so crazy? Chris Brown was the first one to reach out and say, oh, yo, you're dope. Like, your energy is so, like, dope. Keep mm-hmm. going. He was like, it's just amazing to know that you're pretty and you have, like, mm-hmm. this goofy side. So he was the first celebrity, and then everyone else was coming after, after that. Yeah, after and Chris. Then, and that's what I always I talk about earlier when I said the pretty and the goofy side. Right. Like, usually when you have the pretty girls, pretty girls go with like the serious, I'm so serious, this is, mm, you know, yeah, no. I'm unapproachable, that kind of thing. Take my so, hat so off, Emma Wig. So where did the personality, <laughs> like, where did your personality develop from? Is it your parents? Like, how, My how, mother is a goof troop. Okay. My mom is so crazy, and also I'm a PK, so my mom's a pastor. <laughs> yes, did you get that? So that means, I mean, usually when you hear I'm about PKs, around, you're not crazy. Crazy, but we crazy. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And she is no, she's not judgmental at all. She's like, you know, and she does her preaching on the phone every Saturdays. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a church home yet, but, you know, I know some of her pastors that got entertained and been calling her phone like, this girl crazy. Right. So, you know, I, I grew up around so many um, animated people around, mm-hmm. and that was my father, my mom and then music came you know right after that around right. my household so i just been around so many dope people and right. so many um funny people which is my mother she's yes. just dope so the the pk the church so how did you, how do you balance <laughs> the church life coming up growing up the church well you know life, i just don't being in in oh my god here we go the world if you will right you know um a lot of people, you know, suffer from anxiety nowadays and depression and all mm-hmm. that stuff because of what they have going on, especially that phone that we have that we look at every day, right. which is Instagram, can make you get into that place and space. And for me, I have been there several times, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get it in my head. Like, I got to know that I'm funny. On and off Instagram, this is it. Yeah. Balancing all those things, my mom speaking to me spiritually, me trying to continue to not, you know, um, leave God out, to know that my right. blessings coming from him. You know, I, I'm, I'm balancing everything now because I have so much support around me mm-hmm. that keeps me going. It's right. like no one around me is hating on me. No one wants anything from me. they like, look, we just want you to win. We want you to continue to succeed. So right now, I, I, 
everything's going good so far, and right. I want to, con- you know, to continue to stay that yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. What's the future for you? What do you What do you want to happen? I, I mean, I've I've talked to some people who are actors, directors, and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of talent that are being found right. on social media, and they're like, yes, as long as they're working on their craft, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't have time to have them come in here. We're trying to teach them how to how to do these things. Right. So what what are you doing to like to get better at your craft? And because I'm, I'm seeing you probably going. TV, movies, yes. stuff like that. Um, that's my goal. You know, I definitely want my own show. Um, you know, I like I said, Jim Carrey is my favorite comedian. Um, being in Living Color, he has, you know, definitely paved the way for a comedian like myself mm-hmm. to be different, be bold, be daring. Right. So Jim Carrey was so, like, out there. Like, right. his personality was so big. And to see him come from someone in the gym, an officer, like, just being crazy. And Martin, too. Shanaina, you had so many different com- characters. characters coming right. out of this one body. Robin Williams at that too. Mm-hmm. So for me, I could definitely see myself being in movies and that's my goal to definitely have my own show. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, sitcom shows. I have, I went on so many um, auditions mm-hmm. um, for um, different, you know, movie roles. So, you know, we're just going to see what happens and I'm definitely in um, Dwayne's Boyd um, acting class every Wednesday. Got so, it. so that's what I'm trying to just, you know, freshen up and work on my craft. Every day is something different with me and I'm right. learning myself in the midst of everything. So I'm like I told my manager, like I told her the other day, I said, we got to get these stand-up gigs going because I'm writing, uh, you know, and I have done it before, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've been filming a while now, I've been doing so, I've been on the road with so many other gigs, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, okay, I got to get back on the stage because right. I know they're ready for a Vini E tour soon. Because, yeah, and that's, is it more so, for you, it's almost more than just stand-up. Right. It should be, it should be like... Oh my God, yes. Because my, my thinking for you is more than just a stand-up artist, you probably should be doing something that's just stage yes but like everybody clubs, maybe not but right. actually like theater stage theater and, doing, and, have, and having a fun time with it everybody is like they like Vina. i see stand-up but i don't they're like right. girl you need to be hitting some type of these movies he's casting even plays short films mm-hmm. like different things so they could see i could see the stand-up but i, I literally s- see like the stand-up but in a different form it's, right it's not just your st- no 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 no, no. Yeah. i know i get you okay, because i, I you. like mm-hmm. literally if my manager was over here now she would tell you I'm not just going to go on there and grab a mic. And, and do I want to do, yeah. like, mad stuff in that one whole show. Like, I need to be five different people on the stage. Exactly. I need to have a whole layout of a play. Like, this is go. you're going to yeah. see a show. If you want to see me an hour, you're going to get something. It's a one-woman show. One-woman show, yeah. period. So that's what my goal is, and that's what I was like, you know what? If I go back on the stage, it has to be done the right way. Right. So, yeah, that's what we're working on right now. Man, I'm happy I got a chance to meet you. And I'm Because you don't, you don't <laughs> get an opportunity to meet someone that is this accomplished right. so young and yes. and I didn't know who you were and I'm right. like I gotta talk to her right exactly and just figure this out and, all and the love in the room but you ain't know me you I, like I'm look like, I'm like, okay <laughs> like, who is this girl okay who's this right. oh shit that's you yes. oh okay that's great yes. but I'm, I'm very happy to have met you I'm glad I'm Likewise. following you and if you need anything from me, I yes, got you. Yes, we're going to keep in touch with you yes. because you know what's so crazy is I love your spirit. You walked in so polite, you mm-hmm. know, and just willing to work. You didn't have to, you know, sit down and talk to me because we could have left after re-show. But right. she's like, look, I want to get no, in. I want to talk to you. Yeah, talk to you. So I thank you so much for this uh, opportunity. Yeah, I'm, glad I, yes. I'm glad to pass upon the opportunity. Thank you yes, so much. Yes, thank you. Make sure you follow Yes, I'm Pretty V on Instagram. Like I said, ball of energy, talented young woman. I see movies, TV, stand-up specials, one-woman shows that I think are going to take off all right i appreciate you listening to episode three mind of med podcast make sure you follow me mind of med pod on instagram also follow me big med b-i-g-m-e-d also i have other podcasts coming out i'm producing other podcasts uh blunt talk girls episode 10 
is available right now. Blunt Talk Girls, um, The Cut Life. I got some new episodes of that coming out. And I'm starting a new uh, podcast with Stefan Speaks. He's going to be doing a podcast, and I'll be producing that as well. So a lot of podcasts coming out that I'm working on with other people. And like I said, content, content, content. Make sure that you have content. You get it out there. All right? It's your boy, Med. You have a wonderful week. Peace.